welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other one is just along for the ride. And the other one's just a little square down there in the bottom uh, <laughs> left-hand corner there. Noah, what's up? Hey, man. it's uh, It's been a while, but, you know, we're getting rolling in 2024, already halfway into the first month. So uh, just trying to stick to resolutions. But how have you been? Been doing all right. It's been snowing for about five days now um, we've been back to school so to speak for six days and three of them have been snow days cold days so we're surviving up here we're doing yeah. our thing and then you got mike down there in florida doing his thing yeah it's nice and warm so it's almost baseball season so right the yeah. it's Dude, like 70 over here right now yeah you're gearing up for spring training right yeah. <laughs> right i saw i saw it's right around the corner so the rockies pitchers and catchers report on the 15th and the full squad is reporting on the 20th. Um, I think it's a little bit, it's a day later than some of the other ones. So it's it's here. It's right around the corner. You got the prospect camp hanging out down, um, down there doing their thing. Not sure what's going on, um, but they are down there. I would love to see it. We got, we, we got royalty. We got friends of the pod in the chat. We got Kay Denton. What's up, big dog? Dude, I would love to get, Kay, do you got to come on? type something in the chat we got to talk about your uh, singapore your polynesia trip that you're up doing like we'd love to promote that if you can get on there um that'd be sweet uh tyler <laughs> what's up we got rockies now here why is mike mike so small poor guy quarantined his own time court we're trying something different as you can see we're we're trying to up our production value here so <laughs> we're trying to give mike a voice but not a big head so to speak, literally and yeah. physically here. Um, but yeah, baseball's around the corner. We got royalty in the in the chat. Keep keep it going. Um it's all over the place, but like I wanna let's talk about let's talk about these uh, this Michael Prochecki guy, right? Oh yeah. You, you know about Michael Prochecki. He is we're I'm, we're trying to do this kind of uh highlight a minor leaguer, trying to get you to know some of these random guys. And Michael Prochecki is a dog. Uh I got some posted it got some instagram chats from some guys just what he is able to do and just how nasty he is with that that lefty sidearm um trying to get his stats up real quick it is 21 games last year 109 strikeouts 125 strikeouts and 109 innings with a 1-1 whip like i don't care if it's the california league i don't care if it's uh the low a stuff dude is a dog kate gets it big mike is gross right like it was it was it was nuts so michael prosecki he is somebody i imagine he'll start in spokane i think he will be in hartford by the end of the end of the year if not quick but that's a whole thing rocky's promoting quickly with their pitchers they kind of have like a three-month window for them to kind of show their thing so we'll see what happens there but yeah and just watching the cut up that we were able to get out on the Instagram and Twitter. The extension that he gets from the left side, I imagine just makes left-on-left matchups a nightmare for hitters. And the grades on the fastball curve change up. They'll they'll all continue to rise. And absolutely, just a name to keep keep your eye on. Right, like you have these bad lefties. <laughs> like you got, you got Michael Prochecki, you got Joe Rock, you got um, Carson Palmquist. Like all, just could be deadly, deadly starters going forward. It, it, Sean Sullivan's another name. Yeah, Ex- him and Sean Sullivan have some of the best extension I've ever seen. And Kate gets it, dude. Man was what believer of the year, I think. 
So he, he gets it. So it's insane uh, what they what they can do. So Michael Porchecki, he's a dog. And that was brought to you by our one and only uh, advertiser. Got to put it, that voice in there. Brought to you by Data Controls. He is a, an industrial automation controls engineering company that is excited to provide and apply its 13 plus years of experiment experience in the automation and robotics industry. Anything you need done automation wise, still trying to figure out that out. He still hasn't like told me. Like I just saw him like last week i was like hey what is this he's like i don't know i don't even know what to tell you i can fix it though and so <laughs> holler at your boy daily controls he will travel he will go see you um shout out shout out them um it, it's great it's great stuff so next like we're 72 days away from minor league baseball pitchers and catchers are right around the corner you got vargas throwing again from tj riley pint Stephen jones and noah davis are posting stuff on twitter and they're in driveline like is this is this the time like where it starts ramping up? Like the free agent market has been terrible. It's been slow. We we got some signings, which we'll talk about. It's been a hot minute since we recorded, but it's starting to like feel like yo, baseball's right around the corner. A hundred percent. And seeing the posts and the videos of people working at driveline baseball, that compiled with mainly the NFL is ending for a lot of teams. Right. Neither neither your team, your team, not ours. Yeah, okay, yeah, your team. Yeah, we gotta get that get that across but you guys will be going to battle here soon but yeah i mean it, baseball's about to take over the stage once the super bowl happens it's it's baseball season i mean nba regular season it, nobody cares until the finals so it's all hands on deck for baseball i have watched zero minutes of nba basketball and i will i will watch zero minutes of nba basketball but not for me okay so noah just the baseball fan stuff right here we go has the Dodgers ruined baseball? That week where they got Shohei Otani and I, we watched them defer all the money, I think in our Blake Street Manor group chat was the most prominent rant I've ever had. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm 20 years old now. And that I was too young to remember anything from the 2007 run. I was three years old when that was happening. So I, no recollection of that. 2017 and 2018 were so special watching us push the Dodgers to 163, almost capturing the first division crown. The heartbreaking loss to the Brewers in the NLDS. I, I was really upset just watching the Dodgers, how they were able to continue to compile all these star players, barely have to pay them. And I, it's just been frustrating. I don't know how anyone's going to compete with the Dodgers. And yet, I still think that in, in baseball, the best team never wins the World Series. And I know that could be an overgeneralization, but going into the postseason this past year, everyone was on the Braves. And you just have that feeling where it, it doesn't always work out like that. No. And and the way the playoffs are set up now, like you have that three-game series, anything could happen in that that like any team could be any team at any day. It really is about momentum too. And the Dodgers have always been the Dodgers they've always had dogs like they've always had these high price guys and they've never been able to like use it so does it hurt baseball I don't think so I, I I don't know like if it actually hurts baseball but I don't think it guarantees them the championship it gives them the best odds of course it gives them the best chances but does it make them any better than last year Otani's not pitching yeah 
Like yeah. they still have Max Muncy as their third baseman. Like, <laughs> like they're, yeah. Where, what is their their starting rotation is kind it's of nasty. a dumpster right it's now. Old. It's they old get and it's a mix of injuries injuries coming back. Like they still have a bunch of holes, but it's the fact that they can just go out there and do whatever they want. That's what sucks. But I think any team also could. I think the Rockies could be spending a ton of money doing their thing. They don't offer Otani. Like, there's no way Otani's coming here. That's not the point. But, like, they can overspend and they can overpay for guys and bring them in just like anybody else. So, I don't know. I don't think it's ruined baseball. I think there's still a chance. But it doesn't make it as much fun. For NL yeah. West fans. Yes. <laughs> like, we know where the NL West pen- title is going. Like, right? Like, <laughs> we know where that's going. But that doesn't, like... And we know where we are. Like, we are realistic Rockies fans. And we can... There is hope around the horizons. But, like, does it ruin baseball? I don't think so. Um, I know, Skyler, I see you... Dodgers ruined ball a long time ago. Nah. They... It... The only thing that they ruined is making the likable players kind of unlikable because they play for the Dodgers. Like, I don't want to tune into the Dodgers to watch Freddie Freeman, who I like. I love Mookie Betts. I love Otani. But if I need to watch those two, I have to t- tune into a Dodgers game. Yeah, and another part that becomes frustrating with the Dodgers is their ability to pick a guy off the streets and then just not That's only cool. like bring back their career to life, but... You know, Max Muncy got cut by the A's, and he's the one that's always talked about. But he goes to the Dodgers and becomes who he is. Yancy Almonte, who I really liked as a Rocky, we let him go, ends up going to L.A. He was great, and all of a sudden he got shipped off on a trade to Chicago last week um, yeah. for a big return. I don't, I don't know. The Dodgers, just their development team is what separates them. And we'll get into the top prospects later in the episode, but right, they're just going to keep coming. <laughs> right. And I don't think it. Yeah, I think that's it right there. It's not the money they spend that ruined baseball. It's just the Dodgers are really fucking good at it. <laughs> and <laughs> they can add to it with whatever they're doing already. And that's what makes it good. For. I would love for the Rockies and Dodgers to switch videos. Like how, how good would the Rockies be at sea level? Like the whole organization front office all the way down to backup catcher, bullpen catcher. And they switched. How how would that look? That would be interesting. Like, could the Dodgers figure out altitude? I like that's a that's a fun with, conversation with the I mean that is a crazy scenario but with their rotation right now uh, n- absolutely not because uh, yeah the, the Dodgers rotation is more injury prone than the Rockies and that's saying coming off the most injured Rockies starters year ever yep <laughs> it would be it'd be interesting I would love for that maybe somebody can do a an MLB the show and just switch the rosters and see what happens. I don't, it could be fun. Uh, But, but with that, one of the fan questions on the Twitter sphere was if you could go to any full series at Coors field, who, which one would you want to attend? That is not the Dodgers. And then not even look, bringing up the schedule, just got to assume they are playing every single NL team at home. And I, I know they play half the AL at home. I know they do not play the Tigers in Coors this year because that, that's in Detroit. Hopefully I'm there. Ooh. But which which series would you like to go to? So let's just pick which NL series would you like to go to. That's not the Dodgers. 
Gosh, for me, I, the Cardinals. I, I I know so many people here were you know, in Indianapolis that are Cardinals fans. So naturally, I want my team to beat theirs. But also, every, every time Nolan comes back, I think it's a special reception. Yeah, I think that'd be the one reason I wouldn't want to go back. I don't think I want to see Nolan play. Yeah, <laughs> I, I it's uh, salty. I'm I am salty. I don't like how he handled it, but I also don't like how the front office handled it. But yeah. that's a thing, eco thing. I, I think I'm picking the Diamondbacks. I love their young core. I if I wasn't a Rockies fan, like I would be a Diamondbacks fan. They are they are what the Rockies want to be in two or three years. They want yes. those veterans and they want those young guys to all hit at the same time. There's a nice mix of old and new. Like I would love I I would love to see Corbin Carroll running the bases around Coors Field, running in the outfield. That would be that'd be pretty sick. A hundred percent. I yes. That also added to my frustrations last year because the way the Diamondbacks were now able to go to a World Series. When will it be our turn? <laughs> they weren't supposed to be there that quickly, no. right? No. no. I mean, Mike, where are you headed? Who are you? Who are you uh, watching? I would love to see the Phillies play. I don't know if that's just oh, me, yeah. but I Philly fans are. I mean, Philly as a city is a crazy city. They love their sports. It will be packed, and it'll be a lot of Philly fans. It won't be half and half, but they'll have like thirty percent filled. Yeah, a lot of fights. They love to fight in Philly. So. I, I mean, being there last year when Bryce Harper says you're a fucking clown organization oh, <laughs> was yeah. would be fun to see. Uh, you have some I, beef now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like him very much for saying it, but he's not completely wrong either. Um, <laughs> but that's a whole different thing. The Braves, Skyler with the Braves, uh, yeah, Acuna, Elbies, the whole squad. Olsen, you know Olsen's hitting like six dingers in that three game series. Oh yeah, and the Reds could be another fun one. Reds could be fun. Do they they might win the central? Yeah. They have a shot to win the central. I don't think people are ready for the regression that the Brewers are about to have without Craig Council. I it's gonna be tough. I'll be on record for saying that. I I think the reason the pitching was so good year in and year out was the way that he handled it, and the bullpen seemed to always be shut down because they were always well rested. He just knew how to use his guys. So just look out for that. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a good call. I, I, I echo that. I know I said that the other day or a few pods ago. Um, all right, let's get into Rocky stuff. So free agent signings. We haven't recorded a pod since the signings. It's been two weeks, almost two weeks on Friday. We got our guy, <laughs> so to speak, Dakota Hudson and Jacob Stallings. And by now, you already know who these guys are. If you're listening to us, I'm sure you've read or listened to somebody else talk about it. Um, but Dakota Hudson was rumored in the Nolan trade. He was kind of the arm they wanted, but St. Louis wasn't quite ready to send him. So we, so quote unquote, settled for Gomber. Um, but Dakota's had TJ. His outlining numbers are a little concerning. He does have a nice ground ball rate, which is perfect for our gold glove caliber defense literally around the horn. Like if you put Tolia at first base, every single one of those four players could win you a gold glove. It was at 51%, but that fastball is about 90, 90 miles per hour. Not a big strikeout guy. Uh, walks were a little up. Uh, it's a little concerning outlining numbers. My question for you, Noah, is, is he the fifth starter for majority of the season? Let's say everybody's healthy, no injuries. Is he really the fifth starter? Does he keep that fifth starter spot? Oh, I, that with everyone healthy, that's an extra fold. I minus Herman, minus Cincy. Like okay. there's still TJ. Let's okay. say, let's say that. 
I say unless his ERA is above seven by the end of by mid-May, yes, probably. If he's able to eat innings and I'm hypothetically you'd think that they're also expecting him to be able to mentor some guys. He's 29. He's not like he's in his 30s, but he's been around. He's pitched a lot of innings. I think it was a very low risk. Yeah. You know, not the highest ceiling signing, but I think it's a good decision for them. And sure, if he is proven to be able to be semi-effective, the flow, you know, you don't have to be great to be the Rockies' number five starter, then I'd like to think so, optimistically. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're sticking to it. All right. I love the 70 RA threshold there. <laughs> like that's I mean, I've watched Chichi Gonzalez too too much. I mean, what was Chichi? What 2021? Was that his last year? Is that when we were having Chichi Choo Choo's? I think so. I think I think 21 so. or 22. We can get Mike on that. Uh I wonder what his ERA was because he made like 25 plus starts that year. Yeah. I'm curious what that threshold is because I mean Urania. I would say he was above. Um, yeah, seven ERA. That's gross to think about. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go against the grain. Good podcast here. Yeah. I'm going to say no. He's not going to be a fifth starter. And I'm putting Noah Davis. And again, you know me. I'm completely biased towards that guys. But and I love Noah Davis. Noah, <laughs> Noah Davis's stuff is absolutely nasty. I, when he can hone it in and he can go through. The, the lineup two or three times i would love to just see him do his thing and then give him that leash and let him do him and not him doing the rockies bold it kind of felt like they changed him a little bit towards in some of his outings last year um so i'm going with noah davis and him throwing 97 in that in that uh video he posted the other night it was just like okay yeah. <laughs> noah davis flex. and you know it's got a he's got some spin and movement to it but i just I don't know about Anthony Molina. He was our rule five pick. He, I think he's going to, he's, he's young. So I think he's, they're going to put him in the, the long relief role going there. The other one I think might, might take it from both Noah and Dakota would be Ty block. Ty block is a dog and he found his groove. He it was kind of annoying because like he should, why are we still doing this Ty block experiment? But he did his thing and he's, did really well like nobody was really mad when he was pitching in august and september he had some of the better outings that was coming from any of our guys so i think him coming back on that minor league deal will push that envelope and i think dakota dakota's hudson's leash is going to be super short i think that 70 ra <laughs> is that leash and i think that kind of is where we can agree on that part i just the talent right around there and I, th- I just know a Davis has is coming up or Dakota is coming down. And I, and I want Noah to do that. So I'm going to manifest that. Yeah. I'm, I'm there for that. I, I love Noah Davis. I would love for him to be in the rotation. I just think with Bud Black, he likes having a dad or two in the rotation. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I could, and, Dakota Hudson, you know, those seven ERAs is kind of disrespectful. He's a career 3.84 ERA guy. I'm just saying the Coors Field adjustment is always there. And, I mean, Austin Gomber, for the first six outings last year, he was unplayable. I think his ERA was literally above 12. And then from June to July, he had one of the, the better runs of the year, maybe the best run by a starter. I mean, there was 
11 straight games where he went six innings, giving up three or less runs at quality it was a, start. It was insane. Yeah. It it's there. Yeah. The Gomber thing would be good. Who has more starts then? So who has more starts? I mean, you probably already know the answer. Molina, Davis, Hudson, Feltner. Oh gosh. So yeah, Feltner, Hudson, Davis, Molina. Who has the most starts of those four? I I think Molina would be fourth and Davis and um, I want Davis to pitch the majority of the time. <laughs> and if we could pick, I'd have Dakota Hudson three and have the young guys you know, shine. I just think Molina still has to prove you know, a little bit too much to make that big of a jump. But I, I don't know. Is yeah. Definitively, I don't think it's that definitive for either one. No, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't think Molina gets the starts. I... Feltner, I'm just worried about injuries. He's he's been he's fantastic when he's out there, just injured quite often. That's the only reason I put him in that conversation. I that's we're saying it right now. We're agreeing, Noah. Yeah. Noah Davis is gonna have more starts than those four this year. I like that. We're gonna we're all in on the Noah Davis train. You can jump in with us. I, I would I would love like some the fun thing for this for me is like getting to know these guys and like seeing them come up through all, all this. And like Noah Davis was one of the first guys that we talked to. I remember talking to him during Christmas, like two or three years ago. And he like sat there for 30 minutes after we recorded and just BS with us. And it was sweet. And so he's just an all around good dude. And so I would love to be able to see that man pitch in Detroit in person. Cause that's like the only way I'm going to be able to see him. So I'm manifesting it now. So I can have that chance to see him do his thing at Comerica park. Yes. Bias. Get over it. I, uh, I like it. It's it's this is the year this is the year for noah davis to have his breakout other names that we have to think about jeff griswell and tanner gordon uh go to our last pod me and uh tyler ran ran those numbers kind of talk about who are those next guys uh but that was before we knew hudson was around so that changes a little bit spring training is going to be huge for a tie block and noah davis a dakota hudson type thing even anthony molina like they don't lose a lot it, it was a gamble if it doesn't work out they can send him back to the Rays for half the price, like $50,000, or Molina can just hit the waiver wire and not get picked up, and he can go down to Albuquerque and still be part of the system, and we just gained a 22-year-old with huge upside. So that Molina experiment is going to be super interesting coming out. The other signing, Jacob Stallings. I, I might let you go first. I might just keep my mouth shut on this. There, he's defensive caliber catcher there's absolutely no offense that comes with it very austin wins esque type thing that he did play with clint hurdle in pittsburgh which is that colorado nepotism connection however you want to word it coming out uh not to say that was it and i mean stallings has a very good track record of calling good games like 200 plus innings of no pass balls or something some crazy ridiculous record in 21 when he won the gold love with Miami. He's it's incredible. He's I just wish they would have gone a different route. I would I would love a defensive first catcher, Diaz win his cannon and how he manages the whole staff is fantastic. But like give me a Gary Sanchez who can just drop bombs whenever he wants. Like I would love for that. Like I would love yeah. that different kind. It was kind of I, that's that's all I was hoping for with that 
backup catcher role. That's why I was really hoping for them not to sign anybody and have Willie Mack come in because Willie Mack can hit you 20, 25 bombs coming off the bench if he was playing 90 games. So 15 yeah. home runs from a backup catcher, like why not? Sure, there's any strikeouts with it, but whatever. Yeah, it just felt like an empty signing uh, as if uh, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. And as the, and then Servin went, and he's been around now. He, he signed multiple places. And I like what Skyler said, Stallings will play less than 25 games after the All-Star break. It, uh, that would be ideal because at that point, that means that you're going to get the young guys more at-bats. Willie Mack can come up. He can prove what he wants to do. And we talked about uh, – this will be back a point a little bit, but you talked about the importance of spring training for the young pitchers or just the guys in that battle for the five spot. It's also important just to think Nolan Jones went into last uh, spring training very high. You might come out and make the opening day roster. He really struggled in spring training, finally got the call up and made his mark. I think a bad spring training will land you in triple a, triple a double a for a month or so Mm -hmm. if you continue everyone was screaming for nolan jones to be promoted way before we actually did it he was raking every night it felt like he was hitting a home run finally got him up ends up being the most exciting player um another nolan being the face of the almost the face of the franchise he was you know spanning 162 games he was more productive than mcmahon and uh, yeah I'm I'm daring putting him as the face of the franchise at this point, right I now. I mean, with those baby blues, none of us are mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I Nolan Jones is definitely the face of the franchise. I, yeah, I mean, you guys are right. Stallings might not be here very long after the All Star game, but remember they had Diaz, where they had his highest trade value, and they held on to him. So, like, what if Stallings is just a little bit more than league average? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like buddy back, Bud Black gonna do Bud Black things, and just that's baseball. Him to the end of the season as we try not to get a hundred losses. It's just I don't know. I get the signing. I understand the signing. I just I really don't like the signing. Uh, like all right, Skyler. I like it for the start of the season, especially after I've looked at all of our catchers for a project. All of our four A catchers have have left this season. I mean. We're really bridging the gap till Drew Romo, right? Like, that's what it is. And then Braxton Fulford comes in when Elias Diaz's contract's up at the end of the year. So Fulford's here in 2025. Like, that's that's the world, right? That's that's what's going to happen. But Willie, I don't know. Willie Mack was, he deserves it. I don't know. I think there's, I don't know if the Rockies do enough deserving things. Like, they gave it to Winter Bernard. Yeah. This is cool. a tangent. That's I don't know. Story. Uh, Coco Montez, he earned it. He got the call up last year, but they threw him back down, which I think he could be an easy, very good, competent utility infielder. I think he can be the number 26 man roster. Again, go to the last five to think about that. But there's so many grinders down below that have earned a chance just to get a shot. So like call them up, but then they don't necessarily get that shot with, our manager who's doing that. That's not his job. His day, his job is to win the day. I completely understand that. I get that. But at a certain point, like why not see what you have and just run with it? We saw the yo-yo with you, Montero. We saw, we saw the, you spoke about Nolan, but he was up. <laughs> like people forget he was up for a weekend in middle of May. Didn't get any playing time. 
So you didn't get an bad. I forgot about that. That was wild. Yeah. But see, people forget about that. And so, like, what? I don't know. I just feel like there could be so many different things done differently to kind of give some hope and to fans, but also the players that are grinding through this. Like, really? Like, I've just been in this organization since 2018, grinding, injury, going through the thing, and you signed a backup catcher who's not any better than I am. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, that's, I don't know. I just, there's something there that just, that drives me. That's probably my biggest pet peeve with the Rockies organization. And that's a big pet peeve because that came from us doing this thing. But I don't know. Just, that's a great, I mean, I'm not sure. I've really not thought about that. And you, you get to know the players, you get to know their families. Like that, that's something that's an advanced perspective that, you know, basically nobody has. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's, I'm glad that you, put that out because now i'm really thinking about that and how i mean just the mental toll that must take but right i like i feel for i feel for some of the guys there and you have these grinders doing their thing and some of them are 4a guys and we saw it with josh fuentes like we we knew what he was but yet somehow he's still out there as much as he was and i don't know Whatever. Ending that tangent. Next. <laughs> That's just too much. Um, well, so Stallings and Hudson, they join the squad. We'll see what happens. They are minor league, major league contracts, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Rocky signed all six arbitration players. By now, you know what those numbers go up to our Instagram, see what they were. I love love all of them. They all seem good market value. Um, not mad about them signing anybody of that. Uh yeah, there's nothing else to add to that. <laughs> By now, you guys have your own ideas. Let's talk left-handed re- outfield position hitters uh, options. So they address most of their needs, right? They addressed pitching. They addressed backup catcher. But they still have this, I, we need a left-handed bat, preferably a fourth outfielder, which makes sense. I, I get it. Uh, but who are the options? So purple row. They put their people out there. Uh, I think it was Skyler who wrote it. I could just click the link and figure out who it was. Uh, who always puts oh K- K-Dub, K-Dub, friend of the pod. So always like his opinion. I really like what Skyler does and Evan Lang. They write things and Renee's awesome over there too. K-Dub put out Jock, Jock Peterson, Joey Gallo, and Eddie Rosario. Of those three, Noah, and assuming Jock doesn't go to korea or japan or whatever that stupid ass report was (laughs) which one of those three would you prefer to be the bench bat coming in after bouchard or whoever uh jock peterson i think easily stands out just pairing him with coors field and bombs worst case scenario if he's coming off the bench you're gonna want you know a giambi type bat where he's gonna come in and launch it over the wall People are going to be scared to face him. They might walk him, and then you get speed on the bases for him. So I, I think it's a perfect guy. I, too often, the Rockies pinch hit with a guy like Garrett Hampson, and Garrett could lay down a bunt. He's the quickest guy. I love him as a pinch runner. He was fun to watch. He, he struggled to – he's just not the guy for a pinch hit spot. So Jock Peterson, basically the opposite of Garrett Hampson, I think is perfect. I I agree. I Joey Gallo. I don't think we need a Joey Gallo <laughs> with some of our strikeout issues already. I love Joey Gallo. I love I love how he's three true outcomes and he owns what he is. I'm completely for it. Eddie Rosario, not not so much. I, I would disagree with that. 
Uh, Jock Peterson would definitely be my favorite of those three. Uh, but you see on the screen there what Mike got put up. Some of the left-handed bats out there that I actually like. A Joey Votto would be a very <laughs> interesting thing to happen because he would be very Jason Giambi-like. Like he, You know exactly what he would be. You know what he's going up there to do. Granted, he didn't have quite the raw power that Jason Giambi had, but Joey Votto, if he wanted to, just like swing out of his shoes for an entire season at Coors Field. <laughs> Why not? That'd be fun. <laughs> it, it would be fun. I I don't know. It, it'd be interesting. <laughs> it'd be interesting. Um, but the other one I really wanted to talk about, I just love, was Michael Brantley. The only reason I would say no is because he was like spent all last year injured, but he is the most professional at bat that is available for anybody i would love to see michael brantley just go up there and take like eight to ten pitches in that bat and just make the other pitcher grind and just really start like all right this is this is the tone we're setting that eighth or ninth inning we're trying to win a game it would just be a different element that we don't quite see anymore in the game it's kind of dying and so michael brantley would be hands down my number one left-handed free free agent that one that I didn't realize that he was out there and imagine the shop that him and Chuck would talk in the dugout and the oh wisdom that'd be, I mean, we have a lot of young guys and I, Michael Brantley and Charlie, Charlie Blackman giving you hitting tip, you know, left-handed or not that that's only good, you know? So I wonder what his price would be, but it well, it's a moot point as uh I think it's what Steven, yeah, Steven Cross just of Rockies now just mentioned. He retired. He retired last week. Oh wow. I did not I didn't see that. I didn't see it. January 5th. It must have been it must have been hidden in all the other free agent news that day. Um uh, <laughs> completely missed yeah, it. Yeah, when did Shohei sign? It was close. <laughs> yeah, right, right around there. Uh all right, whatever. Bring him on um, as a coach. Bring him on as yeah, a bench. Coach. There we go. Yeah. Austin Wins is still looking for a job too. So have both of those guys. Um who was the other one? I think Peralta. Is Peralta up there? Yeah, David Peralta would be a good one too. Echo everything I just said about Dave Brantley and put in David Peralta. Not quite the hit oh. as good as a hitter, but David Peralta would be a fun piece. Again, professional at bat every single time. Bring back Moose, Mike. That's where we're going. <laughs> Could you imagine a Moose reunion? I mean, he got it. He was a good trade piece. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Worked he out great. Terrible. I mean, he after losing twenty-five to one, he walked across the infield. <laughs> that, that was after that game, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that, that's wild. What a time! <laughs> what a time to be alive. Just yeah. insane. Other than that, there's. I mean, the market is very slim, so I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, it's just so right into it, right? In-house options. So we talked a little bit about this off the pod, but Michael Tolia, could he be that bench guy? I know he's he's a first-round pick. He's a switch hitter, but he can play first base. He can play any of the corner outfield. I think he could probably handle his own if he was put into center for an inning or two. I mean, not ideal. I would rather have somebody else out there, but he could do it. But he's a switch hitter. Should he just, like, just go straight to left-hand hitting, which his numbers are much better lefty versus righty. Uh, Where did my numbers go? A 368 compared to a 156 batting average, a 260 slug compared to a 156 slug. These are all professional numbers. 
his five doubles, all of his extra base hits came from the left-hand side. So could he just be a lefty specialist that comes off off the bench or gets plugged in there every once in a while? I I like that people make this argument and they throw that out there. But just recognizing a switch hitter hasn't seen a same side pitch in likely his life. I don't know when Tolia started being switch hit a switch hitter, but he has never seen a slider break away from him because he's always across of it across it saying just go left on left I think would make him literally unplayable left on left because he's has not seen something like that in so long you know I I, I'm, I don't know I don't think it's even possible but I know why people are saying it if you can hit from the left side better you might as well just do that it, it, that's something that completely shifts a career I, I, I'm not sure I don't think it's possible I yeah, this late in the game, it would be interesting. Just I think it just kind of is what it is. Unless he's in the lab and they have that new lab thing that they're doing with the analytics and stuff that the Rockies are doing. Jordan Pacheco can work number uh, miracles down in Triple A, so it could be a thing they work on. I don't, I don't know who I don't know who makes that decision. Like it'd be cool. I I, I don't think has it ever happened uh, ever. <laughs> I I am not that historian. I have I no think, idea. I don't, I don't even so. know how you would look that up. Uh, <laughs> like who who switched it and then just stopped doing it? Because I mean, you got Tony Rome or Drew Romo as a switch hitter. I think there's one more in the system. I think Tovar was was he a switch hitter for a little bit? I might have just made that up. There's somebody somebody else is in the system as a switch hitter too. I don't. I I agree with you. I don't think Tolia just goes straight left handed. However, it could be an option. The other option, which I think is more practical, is Sterling Thompson. Not to start the season, of course not. But Sterling Thompson is that dude with the bat. He could, he's going to hit you 280, have a 750, 800 OPS. He, he will hit you 10 to 15 dongs if you need to, but he'll also have a 20, 20 doubles as he's learning how to be a hitter. Sterling Thompson would be my go-to. Like, if we don't have this, we don't have this figure out. We're going to try the Julio Carrera, Alan Trejo, middle inferior utility. But Sterling, all right, let's go figure out what you can do, what you can be with the bat, and why can't he just be that lefty specialist? He doesn't have a defensive home. He can kind of play everywhere functionally, not outstanding anywhere. But give me Sterling Thompson. Let's just roll the dice and go back to my rant earlier. Like, let let them do their thing, and let's see what they have, and let's do it. Everything I've seen on Sterling Thompson impresses me. The numbers, the videos, he he looks smooth. He looks major league ready. Everything I've read, um, and a lot of it coming from Blake Street Banner, it it looks like he's ready to be a major league hitter. And why not? I that should be the question that runs through Bud Black's mind all year in relation to the young guys. I this team will have to get off to the best April start ever to feel real mom you know it can happen because there's been years where the rockies are amazing for three weeks in april and it's like wow like what, what's about to happen last year we started two and oh with two great wins in san diego and you know it had to go to la after that but <laughs> and then what what 57 games the rest of the season <laughs> yeah it, he's got to be willing to and this, you know he doesn't make the roster moves that the, the front office does the everyone as an organization, top to bottom, has to be able to say, why not give this guy a chance, see what we have, 
so we can start moving with a direction. Yeah, even last year when all the young guys played, a lot of you know, Bud went on record. It was kind of Plan B because everyone kept getting hurt. It was Plan B. It was the it was a blessing of a Plan B. Yep, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And it, it was fun to watch. Like it was probably the more most games I've watched all year. Like in of all the seasons, the last three or four, where I've actually watched the Rockies games because of these young guys actually playing. Give me that. I don't like. I don't know. And there's got to be some reason with people that are smarter than us and in the positions that they are for that reason that are making that decision of why they're not doing that. Uh, but to me, the casual armchair fan with whatever, like. Why aren't we doing it? I don't know. I do it in MLB the show, so why can't you do it up in real life? Like it's the same thing, right? So, so it's interesting. So I, I think Sterling Thompson is one of those prospects that gets a call up quicker than some of the other big dogs. Um, very Sean Bouchard like. I'm, I was big on Sean Bouchard a few years ago. Like, all right, watch out for this guy. He's up next, and they gave him that shot, and then injury, blah blah blah. But I think Sterling Thompson might kind of get that Sean Bouchard treatment. So. I, I, I don't know. It's going to be, it'll be interesting to see what the ha- happens. There's so many good storylines that we get to start the season with, which will be fun to watch materialize as we hit spring training and going forward. Um, all right, let's end this. So uh, there's so many things on this. I thought we, I didn't think we'd have enough, enough stuff uh, real quick. Baseball America's top 100 was released. None of us have subscriptions, so we can't really tell you exactly where they all were. Um, Amador was top 30. Yankee was number 92, I believe. And then Chase Dollander was in the top 100. Don't know where exactly he was. Uh, honorable mentions, Zach Veen, Jordan Beck, Sterling Thompson, and Robert Kalaz. Robert Kalaz is probably going to be a top 50, top 70 prospect by midseason. Everybody is on top of that guy. It's like he's He is that dude. And what he did last year, it's going to be fun watching him do his thing in Fresno. So top 100 lists are coming out. MLB pipelines doing their top 10 at each position where we had, when they did that last year, we had three first basemen in the top 10 across all the minors with uh, Levine, Tolia and Hunter Goodman. That's when they officially made Hunter Goodman first baseman. So it's kind of cool going through that. So with that being said, Chase Dollander is our first one. They've only released two positions, right-hand pitcher and left-hand pitcher. And Chase Solander comes in at number eight on the MLB.com list of right-hand pitchers. And I think all of Rockies Nation is excited about this dude. And I'm hoping he's not putting all that pressure on him. I'm hoping he is that Tennessee dog that we all saw when we drafted him. But what is he going to bring to the table? And why is he going to get a call-up come, um, let's go August. Yeah, I'd love to see him by August. I think MLB listed his ETA at 2026, which we discuss amongst ourselves. We we don't think that's likely. It it should definitely be sooner than that, barring some, you know, unfortunate, some setback. But yeah, I did a little research on him based mostly from Baseball America. Uh, I think, you know, what makes his stuff better than most is what everyone, you know, what separates him. From what I saw, he has a fastball that sits 95-96, touches 99-100. to 100. He has above average extension and a lower average release height uh, upon releasing the ball. And I think that contributes to helping the fastball almost disappear. You know, it, it, Hitters talk about floating to the plate instead of coming down 
as you know as gravity is supposed to work on a ball. <laughs> but um, that, along with his best secondary pitches, a slider, he's going to work on the curveball and changeup. From what I, I watched uh, videos on him on YouTube, the changeup, if it gets left up, it can get hit. But, I mean, that's true with any off-speed pitch. I'm excited for Dollander a lot because pitching Ninja, I mean, I'm a fan of everything that he does, and Justin Lawrence loves him. But he compared him to Jacob deGrom in a side-by-side video, and it's kind of fascinating to look at how the mechanics are – so similar and it's not just the long hair that degrom used to have I mean, <laughs> it seriously is similar and uh yeah it, yeah if he's anything of what that's being projected it's gonna be sweet it, he is everything that we needed like the fact that he fell to us third i think he was third pick overall was almost a dream come true or no it was eighth eighth or ninth ninth pick uh it was it was awesome because it was him or the guy from wake forest with the hair so the fact that chase came with us got it a little bit cheaper was everything tyler has his pitching grades here uh 70 grade fastball 55 slider 50 changeup, 55 curveball and the commands 45 so everything's above above average his floor is a 40 his ceiling is 60 so you're looking at probably a a number one, number two starter in that. Like if we can slot Dollander as a number two in a few years, like that's going to be everything. Yes, Skyler, I do believe that he will be up late this season. So a few years ago, they brought up Noah Davis and Carl Carl Kaufman to kind of get the the taste of what it is to be in the show. Uh, and in that September call up, he's going to get that kind of call up, and he's going to be ready to go in twenty twenty five. Gabe Hughes track. Gabe Hughes is off track with the TJ. He was making his way to double A last year. He was in double A in June of last season. So he was he was making his way up too. I don't the Rockies when they get those guys, like we saw with Feltner a few years ago. He was called up from double A up. So when they when they when they see it in those starting pitchers, like those dogs, like I think they're gonna push those high, high prospect, high draft pick guys quicker than most where they want to see the other guys kind of prove themselves a little bit more. I, I think Dollander, Dollander is going to be as good as advertised. We'll look it, out for There's going to be a lot of Dollander content on BSB. It, if Dollander is anything like John Gray was to start his career, and, I mean, shoot, he won a ring last year. That was awesome. Uh, I think – and I, I do – I see John Gray in Dollander. I, I, I just yeah. – I see it. I think if the slider really turns into a secondary – best pitch and already is if it translates is a better word then you have an, another john gray I, I think and if not better i mean better velo yeah than what john had and if we can if he can work it and do his thing i think he i i think he starts in double a there's somebody who was talking to on twitter to comments it was i think he wants him to go to spokane for like two or three starts and then make his way to double a just to figure it out I, that doesn't do but anybody any good i don't think it's harvard has the best competition it's it's right there he, he might he might get a month in spokane maybe maybe he, he was right i think it was that pachyderm cat uh he might get that but the way the rockies i think see him and everybody else sees him why 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 are we wasting our time if our window is really gonna be 25 26 
go back to our rant earlier. Let's let's get these guys going. Let's let's stop aging them out and like waiting until they're 26 to see what they are. Let's figure out what they are now so we can actually figure out what we have. Because how old is he? Do we have any idea? Dollander is 22, early 22. So he's not that. I mean, baseball wise, he kind of is, but not really. Like his arm is. He pitched what four years, three years in Tennessee. So I don't know. It's it'll be interesting. I he is that dude. Good. We'll just leave it at that. It'll be it'll be fun to watch him. All right, and let's end it with our zips projections. So. <laughs> Zips, Dan Zimborski. I kind of like him. He is very, he's kind of snarky. He dogs on the Rockies in creative ways. And if you've heard me rant, it's you can be mean about the Rockies. Just don't say the office front office needs to go or sell the team. Like be funny about it. Be creative about it. And Dan, Dan does that. And I appreciate kind of his outlook on some of it. And so let's just look at these and say yes or no. I don't, I don't know where this goes. Um, so let's start with the starters and I'll bring up his articles. I can kind of read some of his stuff that he wrote if I can find it. Um, starters, which ones do you agree with Noah? Which one do you kind of disagree with? What are you thinking? Well, I think first Freeland is either going to demolish that number or finish maybe negative. I it's just, I've seen enough of him at this, at this point in his career that year to year, he either has it or he doesn't. Uh, Cal Contrail is able to produce 1.7. That'd be awesome. Gomber. I like that. Feltner. I would hope that it turns out to be higher, but predicting him, we don't, we don't know how many innings he's going to get. Uh, you know, they predict Feltner or Hudson's going to be our, third best pitcher and i think the rockies would take that 10 out of 10 days a week or every day of the week seven out of seven days a week uh if lambert can give them anything it's just a bonus i think the yeah for the starters that's what i've got yeah i i thought it was interesting that hudson had the 1.2 but he that 50 plus ground ball rate it's got to be why that's so high feltner still still young in his age gomber if gomber can be what he was that like three month span, four month span of last year, I, that's gonna be broken. Yeah. It's just <laughs> this. This is just so tough to look at. I don't like the fact that he has Lambert at number six either. It should be Noah Davis. But points. I I can't really disagree with much of that. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to. I, he didn't really take go out on any limbs with his figures, and I mean. No. I don't, why would you <laughs> No, and, and he has a whole system with all of it. Um, but he says here, along with Austin Gomber and Ryan Feltner, they're basically here so that games will end and that the bullpen doesn't have to throw 1100 innings <laughs> like Dan from the top rope. Uh, so not big on the starting pitching. I, I like it. I do like our one through three. I am bigger on Gomber than most. So we'll see how that plays out. And we already kind of talked about four, five, six, Noah Davis will have a plus one plus war at the end of the season. Mark that hit that, hit that B button right now, Mike hit that B button. <laughs> Noah Davis will have a plus one war at the end of the, the 2024 season. I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for 
him to go over, but I, I mean, I just don't, I can't really ballpark it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, war's hard. We were talking about it in the group chat, so maybe we can enlighten some of the people. That was a good, yeah, I was learning, learning thing. <laughs> Um, so basically war, if you're a zero war team, you are a what? 48. Yeah. If everybody on your team is 48, a zero war, you're a 48 win team. So, which is probably really close, right? Like that's kind of what Oakland was last year. So like if, so Trejo was a negative two war last year. So if we had a whole 26 man roster of Trejos, we'd be <laughs> negative 12 wins. It'd be 36 games one at just a negative point two. So pretty interesting, like with the replacement players uh, going with what that actual number means. Uh, what do you see? A little bit. And there's zero math behind the 48 game thing. This number, both fan and baseball reference agreed on should be the replacement level threshold. So you're looking in between 43 and 52 wins for replacement level players. So anything negative, it's going to drop it down pretty stream. So that war it's plus one gives you one more with that. So then the threshold or whatever, I don't even know where to go with that. So let's look at the, let's look at the relief, the arm bar in there. He is big on Justin Lawrence, Jake bird and beaks. Uh, the, he says they're going to be around average with the rest of the relief core, possible interesting minor leaguers. This one, I would agree. I, I would argue with almost anybody that our relief core is our best asset. Like if you're going, if you're able to go those three in that order, like, yeah, like give me a Jake bird, a Justin, Justin Lawrence, a Tyler Kinley, seven, eight, nine. I think I would agree with you. I'm so excited for our bullpen. And there's not been many years. I could say that. I mean, when the years we contended the super bullpen of, um, uh, Wade Davis, uh, the the lefty right. from Tampa Bay. I mean, right, Shaw, yeah, yeah. Oh, Shaw, it, it was so stressful and frustrating every night, knowing that that was what it was going to come down to. Even if we had a lead, these guys, even with the amount of young guys in there, I, last year it was dominant. Until mm-hmm. I don't care what the ERA is going to say, it's always not going to be great with when you pitch at Coors Field. The bullpen was very, very good up until August, right, a week after the All-Star break when guys' arms just burned out because we had no starting pitching. They all got hurt, and backup-level guys just won't pitch quality starts at the major league level. But, yeah, I would go over on the bullpen, honestly. And I think it's interesting that they have barred third because, you know, his advanced analytics last year weren't that great. He walked, you know, a lot of guys per nine, but – was able to get out of it in most scenarios, but we'll yeah. see what he can do this year. Yeah, his stuff was not as clean last year as it was a few years before. It'll be interesting to watch him develop. There's there is a lot of question marks in this. Like I love it. Give me Gavin Hollowell and his six ten frame every day. Victor Vodnik's a dog. Evan Justice, he's the one that made his way through the minors in quick work. Like he was in Spokane to start last year. Uh so there are some guys on here that are good. Lucas Gilbreth was fantastic before his his stuff when he went out. There's there's a lot of upside. Maybe that's maybe that's the word we want to use. This definitely is the most upside of all all of these. I think all of that there is it, going to be good. Yeah, I, I'm stoked to watch them. Yeah. Really. and I just hope that 
even if sometimes it's in mop-up roles, you just get to see the stuff. But yeah, DH will have more war than Doyle. Who is DH? Are we are we are we talking Chuck? The position as like a whole. Oh. The whole DH will have more war than Doyle. No, his defense is too good. Like the defensive metrics that Brenton Doyle brings to the table, that like 1.55 of that 1.6 is all defensive. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he's he's got it, but he does have some pop in that bat too. So with what he was working on at the tail end of last season to this offseason, I could see Doyle being around a two war guy. I can see that. And he was cool to watch because you could see the adjustments happening in games that he was doing outside of the outside of the games. Yeah. The way that he was patient, he, he went from holding the bat, I think three different ways by the end of the year through from when he got called up to the end of the year, he's going to work. He's, I assume this offseason is he's worked so hard on yeah. hitting the baseball. I'm so excited for him. I mean, another guy, I, the upside is untapped. Right. And it's there. It's there's something there. And he is what he was in the minors. Like he, he's a big strikeout guy, but has the pop that goes with it. Just, we didn't see that pop last year. So hopefully that comes with it. Uh, left field Jones, Bouchard, Goodman. I love the fact that Hunter Goodman's on this list a few times because <laughs> friend of the pod got to love that. It, I would agree. I, you, you've read it, I'm sure, by now, but there might be some Nolan Jones regression that Babbitt can't hang out as much as it was. I don't know if I necessarily believe in the sophomore slump. I don't think that's what I'm saying about Nolan Jones. I just think some of those outlying numbers are a little scary that we have to kind of be concerned a bit about and cautious about as we go into 24. He's still a fantastic player. Like, everything he does, he's a five-tool guy. But yeah. I think we'll see some a little bit of regression just because some of those – advanced stuff was a little outlier. Yeah. I, you know, you mentioned seeing Goodman on here. He's projected to be the right field starter. And that mm. made me start scanning my eyes around. Chris Bryant isn't projected to be a starter anywhere on this field. And he's making the most money I think per year out of anyone on the team. But, yeah. I wonder well, what that is about because like Bryant is going to be the first base starting so I wonder if like this is his way of saying like who's gonna play the most games there. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I'm I'm sure it's it's gotta be something weighted, like that, right? But so but yeah, to your point, Montero, Brian, and Tolio all spend an even amount of time at first base. That kind of sucks. Well, you're <laughs> like, not gonna get any consistent playing time. Right. Yeah, go back to that whole tinkering thing. How many how many unique unique lineups last year, Mike? Uh, like a hundred fifty something, fifty two or something. Yeah, just stupid. And we would have set the over under at eighty or under, right? Yeah, I, think yeah. I said seventy. I was like, yeah, seventy's yeah. a lot. <laughs> We're not even close. Goodman, Blackman, Bryant. I think that's fair. Point uh, five. Blackman, I think, will be a league average hitter. It won't do. He was good last year. I kind of, I love that he's here. I know you. That's your boy, Mike, but kind of annoyed that he's here but that's yeah, a whole he, different thing if he does league average hitting it's gonna tank his war because he doesn't play defense so right like you want you need more than that from dh and i think he's he's okay with being that guy that dh guy now where he wasn't last year so that'll be interesting healthy rogers healthy tovar up the middle tovar i think takes a step forward with his offense i could see him pushing a two seven three war going forward 
he was he was good last year. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like that's he, kind of a slight on him there. He was quietly like great. Uh, he I think didn't he lead us in doubles? Uh, yeah, he was an extra base machine. <laughs> yeah, he was he was awesome. Yeah, and a lot of DJ LeMahieu opposite field pop like he. The balls he hit out were to opposite field, and they kept banging off the Breidich barrier out there. He could have, you know, a couple of years ago, they all would have been home runs. But. <laughs> yeah, let the kid have it. So I'm going to say over on the Tovar. Rogers healthy. I don't know what last year was for him. I think it really was just him coming back because there wasn't a lot to his his September time in Colorado. Yeah, no. I think it was just all right. I'm rehabbing. I'm going to come back. I'm not going to push yeah. anything. We're pushing 100 losses so why push it but like i don't even know if he did he have what one home run two home runs in the few games he had nope yeah but he's he, uh i was we, it was a pleasant surprise to even have him back right yeah so we'll i think that's about right for him he's saying all three so montero bryant tolia who has the most playing time at first base i think i think montero because brian can play outfield yeah, I I hope that it's Montero. I just don't know. I really don't want to have Bryant starting in right field over Goodman or Blackman, to be honest. I, you know, because if Blackman's not in right field, I want him at DH every night. Right. Every night. I, I, we should just assume Chuck is the DH every single night. Okay, so therefore, well, you have Goodman out there. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's, that's going to be a tough war for Goodman to win over a guy like Chris Bryant. But, right. Yeah, I think Montero will have the most first. He better have the most first base things, unless he picked it up end of the year, end of the year. He figured stuff out, and totally has figured out some things in winter ball in Mexico. So his 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 numbers were really good in winter ball. He was the three true outcome guy, and he had the power, he had the strikeouts, he had the walks. So nice. hopefully that good. translates to MLB. Uh, McMahon, I think he is what he is. I think he is a two war guy. Yeah. I want him to have that 35 home run year so bad, but it it just hasn't happened yet. Maybe it's a change in the approach because on average he saw like I think the most amount of pitches, like one of the top 10 most amount of pitches per at bat last year. He's just too patient. He's when he gets locked in, he's hitting a home run every night. And everyone in the Rockies organization says what he can be. I, I really hope this is the year he hits 35, but that is a good number. That's a good number. I can't uh, yeah. I think that's exactly where he needs to be. I would uh, like, I almost say push on that. Um, then your DHs, they're not playing first or right. <laughs> they're DHing, <laughs> yeah. like, which I would love just to Montero just to eat as the DH. Like that's, that that's my frustration with Blackman coming back. If Montero could just do his thing as the DH and like him getting that leash, he'd be a perfect DH with all the power that comes with it. But yeah, yeah last year Montero, I know everybody does good at cores, but Montero especially, like his his home versus away split, we he's unplayable on the road. But at home, he's a very good hitter. He's borderline elite at home. Right. Let him, let him eat. Yeah. And I I'm all for forming your lineups to be home and road i mean i'm i'm not you kidding doing more of that if you could have a 50 man roster or i guess you don't need it for hitters i would have a home lineup and a road lineup unless they were perennial all-stars that is how much i think coors affects i wrote a paper 
it might come out into an article, but I wrote a paper on it. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. We know about it. The league doesn't. Right. <laughs> why, why aren't they doing that? Like, why? I don't know. Somebody had the crazy idea of, so if your starting pitching isn't going to pitch in that series, just send them to the next destination early and have him get used to the new altitude and figuring out what his pitches can do and like bullpen sessions. And I was like, that's stupid, but that's, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Why not just send the starter and the bullpen guys, just two of them a little it's bit early. stuff that no other team has to think about. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just frustrating. Again, go back to the, the Dodgers switching the Rockies. Could they figure it out? Like what would they do? Maybe we maybe try to get somebody in the front office of the Dodgers and see how they would fix it. See if they're listening and want to come on the pod. Put that out there. Yeah. And then the, to wrap it up, the Diaz Stallings catcher 0. 0.6. I think that's about right. I don't. Yeah. Can't be mad about any of that. Any production is good. Right. I mean, all of this is pretty spot on. Like it sucks to kind of look at, but. Well, it, it, you know, it's not as high as you, everyone would like it to be for them to be contending. What Tyler pointed out was this is a collective 20 war. Last year, they were projected 6.5 collectively. That's how big of a jump that this team should is projected to make, which is it, it's nice. It's nice to think about that. That is a good jump. That's insane. Only six war last year. Yeah, I, that, I, that blew my mind. That is nuts. <laughs> That's insane. That's nuts. So, well, kind of along those lines, I looked up the Atlanta Braves uh, war here. They have Strider and Freed, four point four each. 2.6 when El- uh, Morton and Elder 2.2. They have three pitchers of their like seven that are one or lower. Murphy and Dernard 4.5. The relievers are, he has them at a five war. Acuna Jr. 7.1 war. How sweet would that be? Wow. Jeez. Like he is, he would produce half the team. Like that would be insane. Like just having that again. I don't, like, what are, what was Nolan's best year? Like he was easily like, I wonder what Nolan's highest war was in Colorado. Probably nowhere even close to what Acuna put up there. Yeah. Seven, Acuna's seven. right field, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Because right field, it's tough to get war. You don't play right. <laughs> and, and he's just doing his thing. I mean, when you go, what, 40, 70 <laughs> for yeah. the first time ever, like you're going to, you're going to earn that reputation. Do your thing, big dog. So it's going to be another bleak year. I think I think we've all kind of established that, but there are good storylines to kind of push through the season. Definitely to start the season and get to the end. I guess let's end it with this, Noah. What is your kind of storyline that you're kind of watching develop as we hit spring training? I I'm less worried about watching the pitchers because spring training is always going to be what it is. You're just getting stretched out and you're trying not to get hurt. I want to see the strikeout numbers of the young guys that are the, whoever plays. I mean, we play better in the spring training. I want to watch the strikeout numbers. I, I, I need that to be improved organizationally, really top to bottom. What, what is yours? I, I think it is my pitch. I think it's the pitching thing. I really am curious what the four, five, six, seven starting pitching turns into kind of what they have going. It's does Dakota Hudson keep it under seven and stick around. What do we have in tie block? Does Jeff Griswell make his way up? Does Joe Rock make his way up? Does Tanner Gordon 
get in there. I'm really curious about that starting pitching crop because we have Gabe Hughes, we have Dollander coming up, we have Palmquist, we have we have some big dudes coming up. And if the trajectory keeps up, like what are where are we at with some of these veterans, so to speak, in a few years? So I, that's the one I'm going to be watching close. I'm really going to be watching that fifth starting competition in spring training. The starting, the potential starting five, just involving Dollander, Palmquist, Gabe Hughes. I, Herman's not that old, and he'll come back. I, it, right. It's really it's exciting. Right. Give me give me Kyle Freeland as the the crafty yeah. vet vet fifth starter in a few years. I would love that. Yeah. Owns it. Kind of the tone, the whole tone of the whole thing is like, what are we, what are we trying to figure out? What are we trying to do now? So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Mike with your mustache, send us, what's your, uh, what's your take? What are you watching? Um, storyline? It's the outfield. Cause if you look at our prospects, we have, we can name outfield prospects for years, the amount that we have. And so so some of these guys are going to, they're going to sink Bouchard, Goodman, like, not everybody can make it in the outfield. So I think this year they're going to really have to prove it, especially how Bud Black manages the outfield. Cause I have no clue who he's going to start. Right. I, I don't even know. And they don't either. <laughs> they don't either. Uh, Skyler, you stay safe. You stay warm. Thank you for hanging out. Um, appreciate you two popping on this late Wednesday night. Let's do our thing and let's do this more often, huh? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Go rocks. Woo. Play the video, play the video, play the video. Oh my gosh, Mike. Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more content.